Friday with Batters on Drive. Who is he? It's my partner, but he not speak. Oh, it's your silent partner. <laughs> on with the show! Friday with Batters and Wolf. Are you ready yet? Hello, Tommy. Wolfie, do you have oh, shares yeah. in the makers yeah. of stubby shorts and thongs? Oh, no, I don't. Are you sure? Yeah, why? Well, I just thought of you instantly when I was at a, a boardroom lunch with uh, put on by KPMG in the UWA Business School yesterday, and they had this professor, David Yermak, from New York University, mm-hmm. and he's done this paper on how uh, the clothes that Michelle Obama wears oh, yes. has an impact yeah. on the share price of the maker of those clothes that she's wearing. Yeah, right. Says here, designer yeah. and retailer firm yeah. stock prices are s- rise significantly yeah, fair when enough. Michelle Obama wears their clothing. It's a good gag. Uh, but how's 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 your look going over I there? Thought it was funny. Right? Yeah, it's hysterical. <laughs> I did when I heard this. I yeah. instantly thought of you. Yeah, no, it's a good gag. You own stub. You do own. Who I don't know who makes stubbies. <laughs> Not anymore. Oh. Uh, I'm sure they've been taken over, whoever they are. I bet they're not Australian. Um, very good. Very funny. Now, Batters, have you had a good week? Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I mean... What? Tired. Oh, why? Why? It's busy. Lot on. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know whether it's the time of the year or, um, mm. in fact, it's a little cold, perhaps. Yeah. Might have an impact. I don't yeah. know. What about you? No, I'm fine. Finding fit. I saw Claire Bowditch last night at the art bar. Oh. And uh, she was really good. I've played this a couple of times already, but she was in the studio yesterday. She she played for us live in the studio. She did a Julia Gillard impersonation. Oh, no. Right? Have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen of the Australian public, it is our great joy to be here today with you. Oh, that's so that's good. That's, uh, that is the that's- best. Isn't oh, it? That's better than I've she does it. Is that bef- the real one or the new one or the old Julia? <laughs> that's the real Julia. Oh, okay. um, now, Batters, uh, each Friday we get to spend some time with somebody that's already pretty well known. That's true also of our guests today. Yep. Uh, and we talk to them uh, to, We talk to them about anything really other than the obvious. Yep. Um, today we're going to get to know the well-known Rob Broadfield. Now, he's been on the telly, the radio, he's a journo at the West where he edits inside cover, but also he's the paper's restaurant critic, which I think is probably, you know, I consider that to be the biggest part of his life, so that's probably going to be the part that we'll ignore. Uh, but the fact is uh, he's he's got many feathers in his cap. Well, I have to admit, Wolfie, and, and Rob's given me a bit of stick, like you, mm. about the number of jobs I've had. Well, because, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but he's had plenty too. <laughs> oh, is that true? No, that's very true. Rob Broadfield, <laughs> yes. welcome to <laughs> Trump. Hey, it's nice to be here. Good, Good to see you, Batters. <laughs> run through your... <laughs> what, what does your CV look like? How many jobs have you had? Well, it's pretty media-oriented, but I took a sort of a 15-year break in the middle of media to go into business. And... Um, did a range of things, floated some companies and bought a radio station and did all sorts of weird stuff. Um, but essentially, it bookended by media. So, you know, media as a young journo and then into TV and radio and then out to business and then back into media. Because that's a broadcaster's voice, isn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe we can come to that. Have you, have you explained the, the rules to Rob? No, not what, yet. What are the rules? Well, the rules are, if you talk about restaurants, yes. then you'll hear this. <laughs> um, and the idea is, is that you don't want to score too many... <laughs> Ducks. Right. Oh, okay. That well, one, it's, that, like, it's like variation on the first one. Yeah, there's two. It's a six oh. duck. But, yeah, no, well, it's a, they're, different, they're different holds. I've had to some, get a duck to make those noises, you've got to do different I've had things. some ducks in some restaurants. 
He's up and running. You're good. It is good that you do that because uh, so far Johnny Young, unashamedly uh, pushing 6IX, uh, is at the top of our list with six ducks. <laughs> Everyone else has been pretty well behaved, although Jenny Seaton last week came in at, num- uh, at four. In four the ducks. End. Yeah, mm-hmm. four ducks. But... Um, so we know we're not allowed to talk to you about, but let's learn a little bit about Rob Broadfield. Where, where, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Queensland boy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, from the, from the rural part of Queensland and went to a school in Brisbane, or just in the outskirts of Brisbane called St. Paul's Grammar School, which was a, a great school. Sort of enjoyed it. I played rugby as a kid. So when I came here, I didn't, it's good I, man, I, I, um, so it looks like it. AFL was all, well, VFL as it was then, was all new to me when I first came to Western Australia. And um, I have to say, I fell in love with it pretty quickly. But in Queensland, you either, there was a sort of a nascent uh, Aussie rules thing up there, but it, it seemed that only sort of weird kids played it. Yeah. It was rugby league, of course, and rugby union at the, at the sort of the boys' schools seemed to play rugby union and the other schools played rugby league. And it was sort of, that was the way it was. Um, so yeah, Queensland boy, went to school in Queensland, went to university there, and then... Mm-hmm. Can't talk about restaurants, can I? <laughs> Just checking. And <laughs> <laughs> We've got to come up with a euphemism or something, haven't we? He's, he's, he's scoring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, well, at the end of the year, uh, there is, we're presenting, I don't know, what are we presenting <laughs> the winner with? Yes. Golden duck. A duck. So there I was doing university and thinking, nah, nah, nah don't like this. What were you studying? You studied out of journalism. Yeah. First year of journalism, actually. The first time, first year that Queensland Uni did a journalism course. That aside, so I w- up until then, Joe Biocchi wrote everything. Correct, yeah. boom boom. <laughs> in fact, I was caught in one of those as a young journo, caught in one of those street riots in Brisbane. You know, around the yeah. apartheid. Oh, you're too oh, young, yeah. Rusty, no, no, no. When the rugby, when the Springboks came, exactly to right. Yeah. And there was those big apartheid rallies, anti-apartheid rallies, rather in uh, in Brisbane at the time. And I, I famously got caught in the middle of one. I learnt years later the Queensland Special Branch had a file on me about as thick as a as a, as a white page. You're kidding. <laughs> just just because I and I wasn't an activist. Well, what else had you been up to? Well, it was the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the bikey guys on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, tell us what was the what was the flashing light that occurred one year into your journalism degree? Well, I just needed. I'd been, you know, like all of us, you'd been at school, then you go to uni, and I just thought, nah, bugger this, I'm going to go surfing, which I did. <laughs> um, I was a very keen surfer, and a Protestant worker that called it like I couldn't go on the dole and do it. So I walked around Service Paradise one afternoon and I got myself a job as an apprentice chef. And um, so I went to one of those places that has a stove in it and people who pay. <laughs> that's, I didn't say. I didn't Whatever. I, oh, oh, that's harsh. Oh, that's, that's, tough, yeah, that's pretty harsh. That's three days. I was trying to be euphemistic there. <laughs> Obviously it didn't work. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I got a job in one of. A food shop. No, you're not going to get me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you and, can you can just fill yeah, in the a restaurant. Yeah. yeah, and became an apprentice chef, and then qualified over four years, and then and then cooked for a living for a year. Well, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, and then, um, but it was always a siren call of journalism. I was always going to go in, back into journalism because yeah. it was my first love, and that was it. So after that, I sort of went back and completed it. And I wonder if there's a Peter Kerr, who's a, was a journalist at the West and now Correct. at the, the Finn Review. The yeah. Finn Review. He was a chef for a period too, wasn't he? Yeah, he worked for Kate Lamont for a little while, I think. Yeah, not sure how long. <laughs> what was that? What was that for? Sort of industry talk? Oh, you are being really tough. You let him down the path. I mean, you well, he's already he's well, got he more runs the, there than Don Bradman. He should get the duck. Yeah. Just give him the Monta plug. <laughs> Like, like she needs it. <laughs> right. Uh, apparently I caused a storm today with my story this morning about the 
TV children squabbling out at... I uh, know. Well, you know. Look, look, inside cover is uh, first port of call, I think. You know, And I wonder who, who, for who else. I'm surely it is for the media every morning. Um, and I guess punters uh, get there pretty quickly. Yeah, a lot of... Uh, I'm surprised a lot of punters, actually, because... I mean, you don't want to be in industry. I mean, that's just the quickest way to death in our business. But but it is sometimes, you know, we talk a lot about the media and so on, but it's amazing the amount of punters, you know, who actually read it and really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, really enjoy it, you know, so quite gratifying. Well, the story that you did then this morning that involved Joe Menard mm. was about uh, media. <laughs> I mean, the way you portrayed it, and I presume what you've said is the truth, It was, it's why people dislike the media. It's a pretty courageous view. I don't want to be sued by any of the people that were subject of your, your column this morning, but I mean, that, you know, it, was, it, it seemed to you know, tell a story about the, the worst of media, the, the thing that people hate most about the media, which is, you know, um, foot-in-the-door journalism and... Uh... Well, it was a bit mucky, frankly. And, yeah. and Rhys Whitby, who we all know, rang me last night. I put a call into him yesterday because he was there also. And he didn't whatever call me back in time, but he rang me last night and he said, oh, mate, it was the worst thing I've seen in 25 years in journalism. Mm. How about that? And Joe, he, isn't this funny thing in our business? You can't win that. He was well, cause, from the, one of the competitors, of course. Though, yeah, well, wasn't he? yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Pitch of salt. But, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I sort of, uh, Joe Menard is a real class act, I think. Yeah. He, and he, I said that in my column, you know. And, and she's the ABC's court reporter for people that perhaps don't know. Absolutely right. Anyway, proof that you can't do it, put a foot right in our business. I just met Joe before she came into the studio and she said, Well, thanks very much. There goes my reputation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a very good point, actually, Rob. I mean, how conscious are you? Because I know you can think you can spend a lot of time and a lot of thought choosing your words very carefully in the hope of getting a message across and hopefully, probably trying to be funny about it, but not crossing the line of actually offending someone. And, and, and more often than not, you're never going to please everybody, are you? That's, no, it's a, such a struggle. And the only flaw in that story is that I actually don't mind offending people if they're the right kind of people to offend. And they are – you, you know, I can't go pick on a, I don't know, a housewife or a courier driver or whatever. That, that's just wrong. But in the political sphere, in the celebrity sphere, I think, you know, they're in our world too in a certain way. And I think it's – and particularly with politicians. There's actually been a High Court ruling about this that we have greater latitude when we pick on politicians than we would if we picked on the bloke who owns the garage up the street because it's expected that they're a part of this milieu, this public milieu of commentary. Yeah. Um, it just sounded like the name of a restaurant. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have three of them, whatever they were. Milieu. <laughs> milieu. That would be le milieu. <laughs> No, keep going, sorry. Well, I mean, that is, and Rob, what about how do you take that then when you're writing about food places? Uh, <laughs> careful. Yeah, careful. Okay, no, we'll give you a gold card because Batters is asking you a specific question that we, he wants answered. Because, again... Um, I that, don't trust you. That's, that's a, I reckon that's a really delicate one. I mean, this is more often... Non, these, these are businesses, people working hard to try and do the right thing and, and turn a dollar and make a successful mm. business. And and just the wrong choice of words, or a little bit of a twist, and and, and you know you could you could do a lot of damage. I have a, I don't know if anyone, I don't know if a lot of people would agree with this, but I do have a kind of a, a code myself about that, and that is simply this: that if it's a mum and dad cafe in the far northern suburbs and it's serving absolutely crap food, there's absolutely no value in me bludgeoning them into the ground. There's no value for the readers in that. Um, probably most of the readers wouldn't go there because it's, you know, low level and all that sort of stuff. For me to wade into them because they're serving sort of, you know, nice but rubbish food in some far northern suburb, it's just not right. Just not right. And I've walked away from reviews like that and not reviewed them. Mm. But where a, a restaurant that puts itself out to be, you know, 
the full blown, the real deal, the tourist restaurant, the charging fifty five dollars a head for a main course, really putting themselves out to be the sort of the denier cri, as they say in France. <laughs> I'll have so four of those. <laughs> um, then, then I, I, that actually offends me, and there's a, 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 and it offends me on behalf of our readers. One of the funny things about chefs is that, that I and I love chefs. I mean, there's two kinds of people in this world. I really, well, three actually. I really like hanging out with journalists are the greatest bunch of people I can. Chefs I love hanging out with. And seedy lawyers. I seem to have a lot of seedy lawyers. So I don't quite know what that means, but sort of the crim- criminal barristers and stuff. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Um, I just like these kind of gritty people, um, and chefs are the same. So I don't go picking on people unnecessarily, but I think where punters are concerned, I think it's okay for me to really dust those people But up. you're conscious of that? You know, are you aware that you could actually be shutting a business down here? Well... I'm very careful about that too. And some, most of the restaurants I've given a slapping to, and let's put it in perspective, I've four serious slappings in three years. One and, of them a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, one of them a couple of weeks ago. One beauty a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, um, and well-deserved too. But th- there was a bloke in Subiaco I gave a bit of a walloping to a while ago, a few years ago. We can't mention stuff no. on the ABC, can we? No. no, no. Anyway, it, you know, it's a person on a broom with a hat. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, and that guy didn't miss a beat. Yeah? Didn't miss a beat. You know, didn't affect his business one iota, and he's still doing great business. People love what he does. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so, this song is important to you. Rob Broadfield's our guest on Drive. It's twenty-five past five, seven twenty, ABC Perth. Katie Tunstall. You're with Tom Badley. And Russell Wolf and our guest is Rob Broadfield. Nice song, Katie Tunstall, Suddenly I See. What's what's that about? Well, I just like, A, I like her music a lot, but mm. I like her story too. I just like the fact that she she didn't come out of the cookie cutter of music, the music business. She was into her 30s before she actually made it. And that song was, of course, the theme song to The Devil Wears Prada, one of my all-time favourite movies. <laughs> and, and it's just, I think it's a great, joyous little song, and I'm a big fan of her too. And we've only got a couple of minutes to go until we're off to the MCG for uh, tonight's football game, Essendon versus Carlton uh, on drive. But just quickly, Rob, we, sorry, I mm. cut you off before. How'd you get from Queensland to WA? Why'd you get I was brought, you? I was actually sent over here by a network, commercial network that I was looking for at the time to sort out a newsroom here, uh, which I did. It was great. And, um, and then I went back east, of course. I did talk radio in Melbourne for a couple of years on 3RW and then came back again uh, and so on and so forth. And then eventually, you know, met a girl, settled down, all that sort of thing. Well, well. Um, a nickname growing up, or even now? Oh, there was Brody, and because I wore glasses, there was Owlie, <laughs> which I thought was highly original. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. I haven't heard Owlie as a nickname. No, no, there you go. Favourite book? Favourite book would be, gee whiz. It's got to have something to do with Tucker, isn't it? No, not really, no. actually. Yeah. No, no, because I've got, I've got a huge recipe book collection. But no, I, you know, I don't, don't sort of... Read them for joy. What Television program, Master Chef. Uh, Master Chef, I absolutely adore. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm the same. And people, you know, because we're the ABC, people have sending this message. I said, "You're kidding! How can you be talking about Master Chef?" It was a sensation. Just, it's, it's, it's democratized food. There's a whole generation of children in our industry in cooking, and I work with a generation of young people at the West Australian people in their twenties. None of them who know how to cook, and I think that's an impoverished society, yeah, frankly. Yeah, good. Um, you've had four ducks, by the way, uh, which is a pretty good tally. That puts you there with uh, Dean Olston, Grant Williams, and Jenny Seaton. Good company. Yeah, very good company. That would be a nice dinner table. Wouldn't I it? I think, actually. Um, very quickly, which journalist has reacted the worst to a pasting an inside cover? Oh, someone from Channel 9. <laughs> 
<laughs> Recently. <laughs> <laughs> now, journals are very skittish. Funny enough, and I actually said to a journal last night, um, you know, Princess, you're, you're a journal. What are you worried about? <laughs> That'll do it. I'm, so, I'm sorry he didn't mind. Uh, Rob, <laughs> thanks for coming in. Yeah, brother. Thanks very much. Tom Badley, we'll see you next see Friday you afternoon.